Well, unfortunately, I guess we're going to have to chalk one up for the moon wobble. Wow. This volcano in Iceland is bigger than expected. It's the first time, I guess, that that range of mountains has erupted in 2,000 years. We talked about the moon wobble on Monday. And remember, this is a phenomenon that not a lot of people talk about. It was developed from an astrologer who was back in the 1930s. There's a whole story you can get on it online. But basically, it considers the conjunction and squares between the sun and the nodes of the moon. So in other words, if the sun is conjunct the north or south node or square to the nodes, which it is coming up in January, that's the high watermark point for the moon wobble. Now you back up from that either, some people do 14 days, I've heard 21 days, we were at 21 and a half days, basically 22 days, and here we are. And that's what moon wobbles are about. And typically it's an event or, in this case, natural occurrence. And I'll tell you what, yesterday was just one weird day. So I had this heart thing on Saturday. Yesterday was just, can't go into all the details, we're not here for that, but just too bizarre. And all of that right before the obvious big event of this season, of course, the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere, the southern solstice in the southern, the longest and shortest days of the year, which is tomorrow, December 21st. So there's one other factor that could be at play here, and that is the other aspect of tomorrow, and that's Uranus. It's Uranus and Venus opposite each other, 2.04 a.m. Eastern tomorrow morning, early. Could that be the stuff of earthquakes and bizarre, bizarre around the house? I guess with Uranus at the table, anything is possible. Then also tomorrow at 7.30 in the morning, Mercury sextiles Saturn. Then at 9.50 p.m., the moon enters Taurus. And then at 10.27 Eastern, the sun moves into Capricorn. So if you want to plan for a little solstice ceremony like many that will be going on around the world, and of course the most famous of them all for the winter solstice is at Stonehenge in England. And if you happen to be there and are planning on going, I see from online that it will begin at sunrise on Friday the 22nd. It's a druid ceremony, and that actually is the basis of the eight lunar phases that Steve Forrest talks about in this Book of the Moon that I'm hopefully getting closer to finishing. But he has a very interesting correlation between the Celtic holidays and the eight phases of the moon. It's really cool. Now, what else is going on as the sun enters Capricorn? Well, as we mentioned Monday, it has pulled 10 degrees away from Mars. Mars is at 20 degrees Sagittarius, and the sun is at zero degrees Capricorn. I was thinking that maybe that Mars influence might settle down, but volcanoes are stuff of Mars, so I don't know. But at least they are moving farther and farther apart every day. But Mercury is sitting right there because actually on Friday, Mercury conjoins the sun. So this solstice has Mercury retrograde written all over it. I guess that was my stuff yesterday. Must have been Mercury retrograde more than anything else. Wasn't tech-related, but I guess it could be bizarre and unexpected. Also, with the moon having changed signs right before the solstice... You've got an Earth-based trine between the sun and the moon. I mean, that's almost the stuff of coyote howls. Yeah, so how would you like to be at Stonehenge, connected to the Earth, doing a druid ceremony, Earth, to celebrate the first sunrise after solstice, 
and knowing that the sun and the moon are in a cooperative earth-based trine. Wow. Okay, if you're going to do a ceremony, you, you don't have to be at Stonehenge. You can be anywhere and enjoy that energy. And let me throw two other things on the two other logs on the fire. Not only is the moon in a trine, but so is the part of fortune, where I always say the universe has your back. That's at four degrees, so only four degrees off. And then at five degrees, Taurus, is Jupiter. Still in retrograde until the end of the month, but definitely trining this solstice. But there's one more, Saturn. It's direct now at two degrees Pisces, so it's in a sextile to all of this. So yes, okay, some karmic reckoning. Remember, these are all favorable aspects, working together harmoniously, but could also represent the grounding and the lasting and the foundational things that we love to bring to these kinds of ceremonies so that it's not just a passing moment. But this one has some signatures of real meaningfulness about it. And you know, the ancients, when they started all these ceremonies at this time, were just observing. They were so connected to the heavens, and they really knew that it was as above, so below. And they knew that this was one of two times when the days were either the longest or the shortest. So it's a flip point. So as far as your ceremony goes, there's no right or wrong of anything that you might do. But you can plant some seeds. The days will now be getting longer. Then the growing season will soon begin. And we have the sun in purposed Capricorn and the moon in earthy grounded Taurus. Saturn in our connection with the home office through Pisces. The part of fortune and Jupiter right together. Abundant blessings. However you choose to celebrate this, whether you do it tonight ahead of tomorrow's day date or you do it tomorrow night ahead of the event itself or you do it early Friday morning, just... Use the combination of all of those energies in a very, very positive way to set the tone for this solstice for you, 2023. I'll be loving you along the way, and we'll see you back tomorrow. We'll set up the weekend and launch ourselves into the holidays. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Happy solstice.